You are now listening to that meddlesome jerk. Please enjoy responsibly. that meddlesome jerk i am your host joe thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to my stupid ramblings today we have a guest a guest that i have been begging to be on the show for what feels like years but the show has only been on for a couple months but it still feels like years i was thinking about that the other day i'm like it's only been since january it's been a long time it's been (laughs) anyway Today's guest. January was years ago, wasn't it? If fucking, it feels like it. It fucking feels like it. I've already done like twenty four. I've published twenty three episodes. Really? Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. I've gotten complaints to slow down, (laughs) but I'm not going to. So don't tell me what to do, audience. Anyway, my guest today is Cheryl. I've been wanting to talk to her for a long time, mainly because I think that the life that she's led is would be fairly interesting to people listening, uh, mainly because she was a part of a religion that people don't understand, and she works in an industry that people, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't don't say, understand? They, they don't understand, I guess. And they, uh, so you work in a pharmacy. Yes. What are some misconceptions about working in a pharmacy what's something that like everybody gets wrong well i know you complain about how they don't understand why there's a wait time oh yeah so i so they think that you're just gonna go back there like yeah so everybody thinks i'm a pharmacy technician by the way a lot of people think when i say i work in a pharmacy i'm a pharmacist but i didn't go to school for that long I, I'm a pharmacy technician. It was, I think, like an eight-month course that I took right out of high school. Um, but a lot of people think that dispensing medication should be take should be quick. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, all you have to do is put a label on it, mm-hmm. which there is so much more than that entails. Yes, some packages you can just put a label on it, But what they don't know is first we have to type the prescription. So say they drop off a prescription. We have to look up their profile, scan it in the computer, type it. And if they have insurance, then there might be an insurance issue that we have to go through. And then we have, if there isn't an issue, we have to figure out how to fix it. After that, we have to fill it, which entails somebody counting out pills. And then after that, the pharmacist needs to check it off. And in case there's any interactions with any other medications, they have to look into that. And then it'll be ready. So it, in my case, in the pharmacy I work at, we're pretty quick. We usually have prescriptions. Say you have one prescription in and out within 20 minutes, which I guess is still kind of long. But I work at Costco. You, there's plenty of stuff to look at when you're walking around. Go get samples. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not right now, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, fair yes. enough. But, but yeah, I mean, there's stuff to look at, and everyone's always on their phone anyway, so I don't know why they complain. Is it better to call in? Yes, that's another thing. If Well, if it's a refill, we have an automated system that you can call in, but some people, for some reason, just come in and bring their bottle, or it's like, can I get a refill? And complain about waiting. It's like, well, you could have called this in like two days ago and it would have been ready for you. Can you do that? Just even, bring, even, can you, can you even that same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people, a lot of people do that. Just bring in their bottle and be like, look, it says. Yeah. They're like, oh, can I get a refill? And they bring us their bottle. And it's fine. Most of the times it's fine. A lot of times there's no refills on it. But a lot of, and so many people don't pay attention to that. Wait, that what? it says no refills. I know. And then attention. it's our fault that they have no refills. Of course. And that they've ran out three days ago yeah that's another thing that bothers me and they're me. about to hop onto a plane to go right on vacation. yeah and then everybody 
was always all of a sudden going on vacation. Yeah. I remember when I worked at the, the Natural History Museum during um, December nights, they'd open up the the museums for free to everyone so everyone could go, go in. Mm-hmm. And there's always like a long line and it's always crowded. And I remember I was standing out front and there was a long line of people and and there was just a guy, he's like, I have an airplane to catch in like an hour. So I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Why are you d- like coming to the busiest day deciding to check? Like even if it wasn't a December night and like you just decided to roam the museum, you can't just see it all in however long he thought he could see it in. So people were fucking insane. Well, yeah, it just reminds me of something that happened today at work. Mm-hmm. So we have a separate entrance for people to come into right now to use the pharmacy. Oh, really? So they don't have to... If you're using the pharmacy, mm-hmm. you don't have to wait in line on the other side, the main entrance. Is it the, there's the a back huge... door where they usually do the barbecue? No, it's on the side. It's where the old gas station used to be. Okay. There's an emergency exit door that uh, they yeah, opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says, like, for pharmacy yeah. only. Yeah. There's, there's no line to come in. But I guess... But you have to tell a person at the door, like, I'm using the pharmacy, and they'll let you in. Yeah. Um, some guy, I guess, today told the person oh i'm using the pharmacy and then came in bought hydrogen peroxide and that's all so i guess technically he sort of was using the pharmacy but he didn't have a prescription yeah and then he wanted to leave out that way which you can't leave out that way unless you bought a prescription yeah and his excuse was um he had an emergency he had an earache he had an earache he had an earache so poor baby so we made him go out through the front door anyway or the the main exit I don't understand people who, I don't know, like, they're just super entitled. Mm-hmm. They're like, my shit matters more than your shit. Oh. I have an earache. Move. A lot of Costco members are like that. Yeah. People are like that. It's not just Costco members. Yeah, I guess. But it just feels like it more at work. Yeah. I mean, because you're around that more. Yeah. But, but, yeah, anyway. I know a lot of people get mad at the pharmacy people because you guys hike up the prices oh yeah and that's yeah that's another thing we set the prices that's why we want to charge you that much money she's kidding by the way just in case no one's picking up on sarcasm i mean costco does do a good job at with our prices i believe they're a lot cheap well i mean most prices are a lot cheaper than other pharmacies um, and if you're a member, you can get even more of a discount. So you don't actually don't have to be a member to use the pharmacy. I mm-hmm. heard some the reason that of the the reason that is is because somebody sued Costco. Makes sense. Because because <laughs> they couldn't use the pharmacy and they weren't a member or something and like they won. So now everyone can use the pharmacy. You don't have to be a member. I feel like all laws were put in place because somebody someone sued. <laughs> Like the reason that coffee cups say drink with caution contents hot because someone spilled coffee on themselves and and then sued. You know, whatever. It is what it is. But yeah, enough about that. I don't have to talk about your work all day and complain. I know. I feel like I'm back at work. Though, if we weren't recording, you would be telling me about your work day all day anyway. That's true. (laughs) All right. So, let's get into the religion. So, you were raised a Jehovah Witness. Yes. Yeah, I was born and raised a witness. My parents were, I believe they were both Catholic. You were born into it. Yes. Okay. I believe both my parents were Catholic. I know my mom was. I think my dad was. They were, and then they got baptized in 1975. Baptized into the witness. Into the Jehovah's Witness religion. Uh-huh. And then I was born five years later. Okay. Um, I remember having a conversation a while ago, and someone was saying that it's looked like people who weren't born into the religion were looked down upon. No. That's what I said. Oh. It's like, I don't think so. Is there like, 
I don't, I don't want to say like a special place, but like, is it looked more highly upon if you were like, like, ooh, she was born into it. She must be extra holy. No, I think the only way that that you probably were looked or fondly fondly on is if your dad was an elder. Oh, all right, that makes sense. I didn't because th- I was like, most people. It's such a new-ish religion. When did it start? Do you know? I don't know. They talked about it all the time, but it was so boring. It was probably sometime. I think it was like in the 1800s. I just know it was the founder was someone named Charles Taze Russell. Okay. I forget how it all started, but it was really weird because when it started, everyone still celebrated Christmas and they smoked. In the beginning? In the beginning. And they smoked and they had beards because that's another thing witnesses don't do. You can't have beards. Why? I don't even know why. Um, even their paintings and they don't have paintings, but their pictures that they have in their publications of Jesus, he's beardless. Weird. Where every, almost everybody else's religion, Jesus has a beard. Actually, no, maybe he does have a beard. I don't know. I can't remember anymore. Sometimes. I mean, it's fine. You've blocked a lot out. So... Your parents were baptized. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, they got married in 1975. They got baptized a year before I was born. So lucky me. So, like, apparently it started in the 1870s. Okay, yeah. So that's still pretty new. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. No, keep going. Oh, I I was just agreeing with what you said. No, I mean, keep going with your, your history. Oh, so that's, I mean, that's all I really know about it. It started, I don't know how. No, not the history, your history. Oh, my history, sorry. Um, yeah, so I was born into it. I want to say when I was younger, it didn't bother me as much until I started going to school. It didn't bother you being a witness? Being a witness, uh-huh. because that's pretty much all I knew. Yeah, of course. Um, until I started going to school. And you had exclusively oh, yeah, witness I, friends All my friends were witnesses. Point. You pretty, pretty much you weren't allowed to hang out with other kids that were non-witnesses. Yeah. So when I went into kindergarten, I remember just how different everything was because I didn't have to deal with holidays before mm-hmm. school started and then all of a sudden there's all these holidays that i couldn't partake in and birthday parties Mm -hmm. and another thing that i couldn't do was the pledge of allegiance Mm -hmm. like i remember this one time um, they were doing the pledge of allegiance and i was just standing there i mean i guess this doesn't have to do with joe's witnesses but I, I had to go to the bathroom really bad, so I raised my hand, but nobody was paying attention, so I just peed my pants. <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with Joe's witnesses. It's just a memory I have of being in kindergarten. Aww. So no Pledge of Allegiance. So no Pledge of Allegiance because the reason they said that is because when we say those words, we're actually, we're, like, we're... Yeah, I guess pledging our allegiance to man instead of God. Instead of God, yeah. So. Oh, and that's another thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. They don't believe in the Trinity. The Son, they, the, the, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. are the same. So they believe that Jehovah is God and his name is Jehovah. Okay. Um, They have some way that they figure out this name from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is his son and they are two separate entities. Okay. And then they don't, um, they don't call it the Holy Ghost. I don't know if it's because of the word ghost, but they call it Holy Spirit. Um, I know when I was raised, some people call it the Holy Ghost, but the the Holy Spirit was used just as much. Mm-hmm. You know, Holy Ghost sounds better. <laughs> but uh, I I never understood what the difference between the three of them 
what like what's the difference between Holy Ghost and God? I don't know. I felt like the Holy Ghost or Spirit is like what fills you with. I don't know. So your emotions, God, I guess. <laughs> Once again, another thing, like, I didn't really pay attention to. No, I mean, I'm not expecting you to know the answer, but it's just, I, like, for me, when I was a little kid, I never understood it, of, like, why is there a weird entity, and then God, and then his son, but yet they're all together, like a transformer, right. you know? So, anyway, they don't believe in the three. They just no. believe in... They don't believe they're or they, one. Or they believe in the, the three, but, but separately. just separately. Okay. Yes. So, when you were a little kid, before you went to school, did you know about holidays? I want to say I did. Like, because I, I, I in my head, I can see it playing out two ways. Your parents being like, we're not telling you about them because they're evil and why would we? You know? Mm-hmm. Or going the opposite of like, of course we're going to tell you about them because we need to warn you about the evils of birthdays and 4th of July barbecues. Right. Yeah, they, they might have, but I feel like it's so long ago. Well, yeah. not that I feel, it, it, it's been so long I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, okay. So you get to school, you can't celebrate holidays. There's no Jehovah Witness friends. No. Like I was allowed to have friends at school, but I wasn't able to go to their houses. Yeah. After school. Like, once school ended, our friendship ended, pretty much. Yeah. And then, what was, like, a normal day for you? Be Like, as a witness, like, what's a normal well, so then, week or day? Well, I was, I would say, um, I mean, during the week, like, I'd go to school, wake up, go to school. Um, and then after school, we would have certain days of the week we'd have meetings they call them meetings they never called it church so we would go to meetings say like on monday nights we would go for a couple hours and then on wednesday nights we would go for a co- like another couple hours mm-hmm. and then on saturdays and sometimes sundays we're expected to go out in service which is if for those people that don't know we would go we they would go they go knocking say, on well you could say we because that's i know but i don't want to associate with it anymore fair enough they Joe's spoiler voices. alerts they don't know that you disassociate <laughs> um they go they go door to door which means they go from knocking people on people's doors trying to spread the good word the good news because once again with jesus they tried to follow his example and in mm. the bible he would always be preaching to people, so they... But Jesus didn't go door to door. No, he didn't. He would just I preach to everybody. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think in the Bible it says something about door to door. They'd interpret it door to door. So yeah. that's why they felt like they had to go around. So every Saturday and Sunday, that's what I would do. And I never got to watch S- cartoons like Saturday, normal kids. Saturday and Sunday? Yes. But sometimes it wasn't... It was only Saturday. Because mm. then Sundays was meetings again. So I know we've been to some meetings together. Yes. And so after those meetings, when we went, some of those people were like, all right, now we're going door to door. On Sundays, yes. That's insane. I mean, I guess you need it because those meetings are so boring. Yeah. You need to get the blood circulating back to your... Well, like another thing that people don't know about Jehovah's Witnesses is they actually keep track of their time mm-hmm. that they go door to door. Because we were expected to turn in a form every month um, that had how many hours we did, how many publications you handed out. we handed out. But it had to be magazines. Like their biggest thing was... Their Watchtower and Awake magazines. And those were free, right? When I was little, we actually charged 25 cents. To give them out? Yes. People had to pay 25 cents for each. And then at some point during the years, they just decided that it was no charge. I'm not sure why. Probably because nobody was paying 25 cents. Yeah, I wouldn't pay 25 (laughs) cents for them, even if I was interested. And then, like, you could get a subscription, too. That's right. I forgot about that. You could get a subscription. I remember 
they'd mail it to your house all folded up and it'd be like wrapped in this brown paper because i remember getting the mail i'm like oh there's our watchtower and awake and so you guys were subscribed yes even though you could have just taken one from the, well no i i feel like they charged them at the kingdom hall too really yeah and the kingdom hall is what they call their their church you know what i think it was they charged so they can like pay the artist to make those pretty paintings that they do on the front of Maybe. Of the people kissing lambs and a lion playing jump rope under a fountain. They're, they're always the the most serene painted, but like they're ludicrous. Yeah, because that, that's another thing that the witnesses believe. They believe that the world is going to end and all the witnesses and people that were good, even if they weren't witnesses, will get a chance, another chance to prove themselves to Jehovah. Mm-hmm. that the world is going to be turned into a paradise back to when Adam and Eve were around. So that's why like all their paintings oh, were was it, of... Was it a paradise back then? I mean, you had snakes tempting you to eat apples. <laughs> I don't know. Did they so believe they... in that story? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, they never said it was an apple. They just said well, it was, it was like a fruit, yeah. right? The. I know. It was. I think that we've... It's just associate like... Over the years, it's turned into an apple, but our yeah, um, because it was the the knowledge, the tree of knowledge, the tree of knowledge, tree of something along those lines, good and bad, yeah, something like that. Um. So anyway, going out and servicing, you have oh, yeah. to, you have to log also in then, hours. Yeah, so then afterward, yeah. So after the meetings, they would go. Some people would go out service. Yeah, and because you, if you, you didn't, did, you had to log in your own hours, or yeah, yeah, we had so we had a little form. That, or they have a little form that you write all your hours, the magazine or the publications. They also had books that you could leave with people. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if they charged money for the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so then at the end of the month, you turn in, I think they called it field service report. You turned it in. And if you didn't turn it in, they would come after you and be like, oh, you know, did you forget to turn it in or mm-hmm. what happened? And if you didn't turn it in for, say, like three months, they considered you inactive. Hmm. And what would happen if you were inactive? The elders would try to, like, talk to you and encourage you to Do go better. back out in service. So that's it? Yeah. You never, like, it, they didn't kick you out or take no, away they your car? No. Come to your house with billy clubs? That'd be... So I think that's why a lot of people went out after the meeting because they had to... Make their hours. Log those hours. That's such a weird thing. And then there's also the people that um, are considered what they call pioneers. Uh Uh-huh. There's two types of pioneers. There's an auxiliary pioneer and a regular pioneer. And a regular pioneer is somebody who does so many hours in a month. Uh Uh-huh. Well, so does an auxiliary pioneer. But regular, they usually do it month after month after month. Yeah. An auxiliary just did it like every month or every couple months and back then i think regular pioneers had to do 90 hours of field service a month oh a month i mean that's a lot of hours yeah especially if you don't go every day i mean that's almost like a full-time job Mm -hmm. almost well more part-time i don't know that just seemed like a lot of service because one hour was excruciating yeah, I bet. Like, uh, I hated going door to door. Always? You never... Always. You never had fun? Well, because one thing I... Well, you know, I'm not very... I'm shy. Yes. I don't like talking to people most times. Yes. And so it was really hard for me to talk to somebody at the door, especially when it was about something I didn't really understand myself because I wouldn't pay attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, But you're you expected to do it. But... Were you ex- you were expected to do it even though you were a little kid? Yes, and I think they liked it when little kids did it because everybody thought it was so cute, and they would always be like, "Oh, of course I'll take whatever you yeah. are selling or yeah, what you yeah, have." Yeah. As opposed to the older people, yeah, I get it. I guess it's it's gross, but I mean, it's one of the only things that I looked forward to when we would go out in service. My parents usually afterwards always took us out for donuts. Yeah. So I guess that kind of made up for it. Yeah. 
I never got that when my dad would take me out for like stupid missionary work. Though I didn't have to go door to door. I just had to sit in a Tijuana <laughs> dump as he preached. We never got donuts. That was too rich for our blood. You know, like, yeah, we never got donuts. Like, was got... it just you and your dad that would go? Or was your mom there? Oh, no, it was all of us. It was me, if you can picture this, it was me, my brother, my mom, and my dad. Oh, my goodness. It was all four of us. Until my brother ran away to join a gang, and then it was just the three of us. And then my parents got divorced, and it was the none of us. <laughs> after that, like, after my parents got divorced, they both kind of lost their minds. Uh, my dad turned into I don't even know if we've ever talked about this my dad turned into like this weird playboy where like he bought all these like new and fancy clothes Mm -hmm. and so like you've heard me talk about this fucking ad nauseum but like my dad was super cheap for the longest time yeah Uh, growing up just crazy crazy cheap and to the point where I thought we were poorer than we were because we never bought anything Mm -hmm. and everybody else was like had all this stuff i'm like you guys are so rich but we all lived in the same shitty apartments so it was just my dad was super poor he was probably using it to spend on all those girlfriends that he had on the side um but when he when he my mom and my dad when my my dad left my mom he like looked like one of the Miami Vice guys like he got a whole new like wardrobe Mm -hmm. and like would dress all like you know, fancy, and, and then he bought a Mercedes. It's fucking drove me nuts. He didn't have that Mercedes still, did he, when we... No, God, dating? no, God, no. He, he, I think, uh, I don't know, I... Did I, he have a Mercedes, though? No. I just imagine that. Oh, you know what? He, oh, you know what? He might have. He might have had one of the old ones. Yeah, I thought he did. But, but like, not. so when we first started dating, he had, like, bought, like, three cars, he had like, cause I remember he had like a, almost like a suburban type car. And I think it might've been for like one for his wife, one for him. And then like one for who knows. Mm-hmm. He's just making up for all the time that he didn't have a car when we were <laughs> living together. Cause he never had, like, we never had cars when I was growing up. Like, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, so when they, when they divorced, he, he bought this Mercedes, like, had like a little chain and everything and would like yeah. I'm telling you like that's when he started slicking back his hair um and then my mom just picked up where she left off in spring break in high school before she met my dad and just worked her way through a navy fleet and like non-stop partying for what felt like decades mm-hmm. <laughs> but so like it was weird they went like my childhood was super bizarre of like strict religion to both my parents losing their mind and then kind of slowly working their way back. Mm-hmm. Like my dad eventually went back to being strict religious. And like, I remember when like the, the house he got when um, he, him and my mom got divorced, he bought like the, or he got this apartment and it looked exactly like all the movies that we see where it's like the, the fancy 80s house mm-hmm. where it's just, you know, gold and pink and greens and like the, all the gross colors. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just gold piping on everything. That was his house where it was like he had like this big ceramic, I guess, palm tree in his house. Like, you know what I mean? Like how, you know, you put something on your table and it's a ceramic yeah. thing. But, like, it was from the floor to, like, the ceiling of, like, this palm tree that was made out of, like, glass or ceramic or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was, like, piped in gold. Like, it had gold lining. And it was fucking ugly. And he had a cement. Like, he had this huge backyard that was all cement. And I remember he kept talking about, like, putting stuff back there. And, like, I spent my days just sitting out there in the sun doing nothing. Just not wanting to be inside. Yeah. And then, then he got with my first stepmom and then, you know, went back to being just kind of a normal dude. Mm-hmm. Well, not a normal dude, just well, super religious and weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
But anyway, back to you. Where were we? Where were we at? We were at. Um, oh, going out for donuts. Going out for donuts. Yeah, because I was like, I I never had donuts. And that makes me mad. I know, because I feel like I'm trying to think like what else we'd go out out for. We get bagels sometimes, Slurpees. That was a big thing going to Seven Eleven, getting Slurpees. Yeah. I mean, maybe my parents were trying to make up for the fact because they knew service sucked. But did they like it? I don't know. Have they ever said? They never said anything. I've never really asked them. I'd like to, but. And they never complained. Well, now my mom has early onset dementia, so I don't know if she'll remember anything. She might. She might. And then my dad, I don't, he's still, he became an elder in, I think, 2000. You should get back in so you can and get that cred. <laughs> I know, I should. Yeah, he became an elder in 2000, and then, I don't know, I just, he's still an elder. Yeah. I'd, I don't know, I feel weird talking to him about Rel- witness stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, he didn't mind it, and they did it. Yeah. I just think it's weird, though, because, like, I've heard stories about my dad from before he was a witness. I guess he was really big into smoking pot, Mm -hmm. which is hard to imagine when I see him. But him and my mom were, like, total hippies. Yeah. And I remember they they told me a story about how my dad got high one time, and he was at the apartment complex that we lived in when I was younger, and him and his friend were, like, jumping off the carport. I think he, like, broke his leg or something like that. Uh, it's funny. I, I can kind of see your dad as being a, a stoner. I kind of wish he still was. Yeah, I mean, that would be... I mean, your dad's super mellow. Yeah, I like my dad. That's why, like, I, I don't understand how he can still be a witness and believe all the stuff, all those lies that they feed everybody. I think... And how people, like, believe it so much with, like, yeah. all their heart. Yeah, I think that he's of that generation where they don't give up on certain things. They're just like, well, I've done it for this long. I'm going to keep keep doing it. But also, like, I feel like my parents and most people who are our age, their parents are super religious as well. Mm-hmm. If not, like, some sort of weird spiritual. Like, my mom is a good example of, you know, she says she's religious. But how many times have you seen her pray over a meal? Never. Or, like, go to church, you know? Like, yeah. Um, ever, like, when she and my dad split, I don't think I ever saw her go to church outside of, like, some weird function or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, she never went to church. It was just, like, they, they split up and church was just gone. Yeah. Not a, but she still considers herself to be pretty Christian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you... Well, I know she wears a cross. She wears a cross. And, you know, anything happens, it's like, you know, if I'm going out for a job, I'll pray for you. You know, taking a trip, I'll pray for you. Like, whatever it is, she'll pray. So, supposedly, she prays. Like, even sure. now she says that oh yeah yeah i don't know um or it's not or she'll do the the past tense of like i've been praying for you mm-hmm. you know or like it's like oh i got that job like good i was praying for that so she might pray in the morning she might pray at night when no one's around she definitely doesn't do it over meals she doesn't like really bring up god a ton like certain religious people mm-hmm. but she considers, like, if, you know, if I played Ghost for her, she might fucking faint, uh, you know? So, but she's that era of they hold on to it, and I think because her parents, too, like, it's just a nation of very religious people. Like, America, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, the world was pretty fairly religious, um, but America specifically, like, you know, what's that, that, that lady who was, who led the atheist organization, uh, a while ago, like, I don't even think it was in the fifties, 
might have been in like the 60s oh, yeah. or 70s. Did, didn't we watch a documentary yeah. or something about well, her? We watched a movie about her, yeah. Oh, it was a movie. Yeah. yeah, and then they ended up killing her. Um, but like, she was considered the most hated woman in the world, mm-hmm. you know, for being an atheist. Now people don't really give a shit. It's still looked down upon, oddly enough, but like, people our age are a little more okay with it. People younger really don't give a shit. You know, yeah. I think our son's generation, who knows, they might swing back around and be like, you know, how our parents are, be mm-hmm. like weirdly Republican and, and filled with God's love. Um, so who knows that? So there's no, there's no probably real answer other than he's, there was something in it that made him believe, obviously. Like, he's he straight up switched religions. Yeah. So, there... Well, I know for the longest time when... Because my mom is the one who started, like, doing a Bible study with the witnesses first. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, he'd hide from them. Mm. I think it was, like, years. Smoke pot. Listen to the Doobie <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> yeah, he'd hide from them. And then, for some reason... I just imagine... He, like, your your dad hiding out in the garage smoking pot combing his mustache <laughs> he does love to comb his mustache <laughs> <laughs> just listening to so like fucking classic rock uh anyway now he can't even move in that garage nope so anyway what you were saying your your mom was the one. Oh who yeah, started. so she started first, and then my dad would always hide, like when they'd come to the door. Yeah. And then I, for some reason, he started studying too. I don't know if it was like pressure from my mom or. Yeah, and do you think he just, like went ahead of like being a more believer? I'm not sure. Well, because I know during during certain times, like your mom seemed to be a little more lenient with stuff than your dad. And we will get to that in a little bit, but it, to me, it seemed like he was more in it to win it than your mom. Maybe because he's a, maybe because he's a male and it's more expected because it's more male dom- dominated. Maybe. maybe you know what I mean. Like your mom's never going to be an elder, right? Yeah. No, women aren't allowed to do anything yeah. in that religion. Pretty much it's the only thing they got right. <laughs> It's so weird to me that, like, a lot of religions are that way. Like, the Mormons are still that way. Like It probably has to do with the fact, because, like, uh, the, the story of, the yeah, Adam time. and Eve. Because Eve was dumb and ate the fruit. I was told by the, a Mormon that it's physically impossible for, like, a woman to kind of, like, accept the information like she oh. she can't open herself up spiritually and like mentally retain everything. Yeah, I guess witnesses also say they're something like that. They say like women's brains are smaller. Yeah. So that's why they can't operate as well as a man. Yeah. So so your dad used to hide then he then he came around. Yeah, then he came around. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess then they got baptized. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like there, there must've been something in there for him to be like, all right, screw Catholicism. I'm with y'all, you know, like I'm going to give up holidays, which everyone enjoys and smoking pot, which I've heard from Kevin Smith is a wonderful thing. You know what I mean? Like give up all this stuff to like, to go with this other religion. Like, that's not something I feel like most people take lightly of just like, I don't know, I guess I'll kind of do it. Like, I can see kind of like playing along for with your wife if she wants to do it. But then to like dive in and be like, no, we're we're baptizing our children. We're going full in there. There must have been something that spoke to him. Mm-hmm. So and whatever it is, it's probably still there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, look at the we went to that that ex witness meeting um or and you know half like the people who were hosting it like they left the witnesses and then just went to christianity to another, yeah, yeah they another just went to another religion. religion and i remember thinking that was weird i was like oh well obviously you've left the witnesses now you're just an atheist but it's like they obviously still you know there's something 
they believe in a higher power, but it's just like, oh, I think oh, there's that's... only, like, one other person there that was an atheist. Yeah. The guy from Canada. Not the girls weren't? Because I know, like, one girl, I don't know if oh, that's right. she was there the day we went. She's, like, Buddhist. Yeah. Somebody became Buddhist. There was a couple that were, they were still Christian. Yeah. Maybe, like, three or four people. They, like, go to another Christian church. I, I just think, like, if you're, ra- like, if that's your thing and that's what you're all about, it's kind of hard to just be, like, no, there's no God. There has to be some kind of aha moment, you know, um, which we'll get for you. So you're logging in hours. You're going to meetings. It sucks because no one likes meetings. And then... Where do you go from there? Like, so you're still, when, when do you stay active till? So I, I was active. So they, one thing that witnesses don't do, you, you said it and I was going to like stop you, but, um, they don't baptize their children like, um, Catholics do. They believe that you, once you become of age. You said that your parents were baptized. Yeah. No, but they don't baptize kids. Oh, yeah. Like babies. Okay. So, okay. Um, uh, that's right. I forgot. Like christening right. them or whatever you call it. You gotta wait. Um, they they want you to wait until you're of like sound mind and understanding so to two. get baptized. <laughs> which some kids were getting baptized when they were like nine or ten. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because that's way too young. I was 14 yeah. when I got baptized and that's still way too young. Like, I always remember somebody saying, um, when they were talking about, like, baptize, getting baptized, they said that they thought it was more important than getting married. And they're mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't let your kid get married at 14, so why would you let them get baptized at 14? Yeah. Which I always thought was a, a good, I don't know what you say, something, a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, when you're 14, you don't, like, I didn't know much about it. I just knew what they expected me to know. No, I think, uh, what's it called? The the oh. Amish have it right uh-huh. with Rumspringa, oh, where yeah. it's like, you turn a certain age, uh, if I remember correctly, it's like right around eight, like 16 to oh, 18 16, or something. yeah. And then you go out, you see if the world's for you, you either like it or you don't, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course... If you like it, you can no longer talk to your family or friends who are still part of the Amish community. You are now kind of shunned, but. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and that's another thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. Once you're baptized and if you decide to leave, they also do shunning. Yeah. Um, and like when I was when I got baptized, I actually didn't want to get baptized. I kept telling my mom. I wanted to wait until I was 16. Mm-hmm. Why 16? I don't know. But I just all I knew is I definitely didn't want to get baptized at 14. But she non-stop. She was well, like, she, she would ask me non-stop. Well, and she would say too, like, well, another thing they believe is Armageddon, like the end of the world. They kept saying Armageddon was just around the corner. And here we are, what, 20... 20, 20 yeah. 26 years later yeah. and where's armageddon yeah but my mom kept saying well what if armageddon is tomorrow and you're not baptized and i was just like well then i'll die yeah because they don't believe in heaven or hell well they do believe in a heaven they, they do believe but in they heaven. believe only a certain number 400 are going, right One hundred forty-four thousand. i knew there was a somewhere four in there and that's another thing somewhere in the bible there's that number how they got that number i don't know because they're smart um, and they know. But yeah, so God's so I was so like, tall. well, if they don't believe in hell, they just believe when somebody dies, they just die. Yeah. So I'm like, well, if I'm if I'm not baptized and Armageddon comes, I'll just be dead. I won't even know the difference. So what's the big deal? Yeah. Um, but she just she pestered me. Then you wouldn't be able to frolic with the lion. That's true. Jump rope with him. Kiss little lambs. <laughs> Kiss the lambs. So she like would just nonstop ask me, when are you going to get baptized? When are you going to get baptized? And one day I just, I had enough. And there was an awake article that came out 
uh, talking about kids who lost their lives for Jehovah. So I read, I and I had read it, and it was pretty sad. Yeah. And I was just like, I'll just tell my mom that because of this magazine, I decided to get baptized. Yeah. So I told her, and she was so happy. So I got baptized when I was 14. Yeah. Which was horrible. Yeah. I just remember after I got baptized, I got treated differently. Talking about getting treated differently. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've made the pledge uh, to Jehovah. Yeah, you're so now... now like I remember this girl in high school. We kind of hung out. Um, she was a witness. Yeah. We, she got baptized. She was one of the people that got baptized when she was like nine. Uh, uh-huh. And she was like Miss Perfect. Um, I remember like when she found out I was baptized. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden I got invited to her house all the time. Yeah. We got to, I got to spend the night and everything. So now you're all of a sudden one of them. Yes. So now officially since I was baptized, it, it was like, I don't know. My status changed. Yeah. Did you feel more connected to the religion? Did you feel the same? I felt the same. Yeah. You didn't like... All like, of... I've never really... I never liked being a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Because um, along with the lines of, like, not celebrating holidays or birthdays, I remember at school when I was saying, like, I didn't really know the difference between not being a witness or not, there'd be times when they had birthday parties or holiday parties and i would have to go i'd have to let my teachers know or my parents let them know that we are witnesses who don't celebrate those things mm. like i would have to go to the library mm-hmm. and just like read or whatever while everyone else got to celebrate and have cake and candy yeah and have fun and i remember this one time i just sat out in the hallway right outside the door while everybody was having fun yeah that really sucked my bad and I always got invited to, like, go to kids' houses, and I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. I guess in a way, like, I've always felt like I was different because of that. Yeah. Like, it's just that feeling's never gone away. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, when you're a kid during those de- developmental years, like, you know what I mean? It's like mm. when you're a fat kid, and then you hit your teenage years, and you start working out, like... You're always going to be a fat kid in your brain. Yeah. You know, like you're always going to kind of see yourself as that fat person, no matter how much you work out or do this kind of the same thing. as like if you were ugly or mm-hmm. whatnot um, or yeah, if you just if you felt like an outsider, I feel like that's kind of an always going to be a thing. So so getting baptized didn't bring you closer no i i and never then, really felt like i never really paid attention yeah at the meetings because they repeated the same things over and over just because they wanted to like instill that into your brain so for anyone who doesn't know when you're at when you go to a meeting it's the most bizarre thing first off when they when they sing if that's what you could call it <laughs> It is. The singing is horrible. It's it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, it's the opposite of like, like the all black church is just filled with soul and joy. Yeah, like when we lived across the street from them, they just seemed so happy. Oh my goodness. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like, you know. Witnessing is the worst. When we lived in this this apartment, we lived right across the street from this this church. And man, every Sunday morning, it was the best to wake up because they were so joyful so happy and you can like you can listen to them be like okay yeah like if there's a god there's definitely god spirits in there today like and it like reverberated throughout the streets and it just made me happy i remember i would tell people like oh man i love waking up to it and they automatically assumed i was being sarcastic and then they would be over and hear and it's like oh this is not it's like yeah it's this is great this is what church like this would make me want to go to church Mm mm-hmm in fact, there was plenty of times I was like, maybe I should go over there. Yeah, I remember we thought about going. Um. So, but they sing in just a flat tone, no joy, no spirit, no anything. And so after that, they give like some talks and everything. But towards, it's towards the end, correct? Like 
they'll do kind of like it's not really a q a but like well, that's when that they pass on sundays yeah on sundays yeah so they do well what they did back then i think they've changed it a little bit now because the meetings aren't as long as they used to be uh-huh so yeah so they open up with a song God, they were longer yeah they, they open up with song then they say a prayer then they usually have like a an elder from another congregation come and give a talk and for like, like an hour. Like it will be something. like a specific topic. Yeah, specific topic. Then you sing again, and that's how you knew like that was the middle of the session or whatever you call it. Yeah. And then they would do a watchtower study. Um. So yeah. So it was like question and answers. You were you were expected to study before that day. And then. Um, there would be questions at the bottom and then you had to like look up the answers and they would they would have somebody they'd have a brother that's what they called them a brother read the paragraphs and then the speaker would ask the questions after the paragraphs and then the audience could participate so to give you an idea of what it sounded like to me and talking about just kind of like beating things into your head was they like, yeah, they read the passage and it was Mm -hmm. like, and then Jesus walked down the hill and the clouds parted and a lamb came up to him. Okay. Brother Ted, what did Jesus do? Jesus came down the hill. Thank you, brother Ted. Okay. Now, uh, sister Mary, what did the clouds do? The clouds parted as Jesus came down. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Sister Mary. Okay, now, and they just kept doing that with each one. And it was basically, they read something, and then the 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 members just regurgitated what was said before. And I mean, to me, that is very cult-like of like, you're giving them information and then just being like, you repeat what I say until it's like a mantra in your head mm-hmm. and you have no other thoughts of your own. We're going to beat these into you. Like, so that's how it came across to me. Very, very much not like, Hey, we're going to study. It's no, I'm going to tell you this and you're going to repeat it and you're going to memorize it. And this is going to be it. So it was a very weird thing. And I remember afterwards, uh, being asked what I thought of the like the service. Did I tell you about this? Yeah. 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 Uh, being thought, you know, I was like, what did you think of the service? And I was like, oh, this is okay. And it's like, well, you know, everything, the, it, you know, you know, it was all true because it says it in here pointing to the, their version of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, that is not an answer. Like, you know, it's such a, it's such a weird a weird thing just to like i think like the mormons and maybe not even the mormon the the jehovah witness specifically uh are very blind followers like they put faith to the test you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i feel like other religions will maybe question do their studying and it's encouraged to study it's encouraged to to have debates yeah to question things yeah you're not allowed or you're not supposed to question things um if you're a witness it's just that's the way it is if that's what the bible says that's the way it is so if you start questioning things they start treating you differently i guess yeah so you get baptized you go through school and then you're in high school, and then that's when you have, that's when you meet your first boyfriend. Yes. And then where did you two meet? Uh, Let me well, guess. We... A bar. Um, well, we actually had met each other when I was younger. I was seven, and he was ten. And we were in the same <laughs> he congregation. He was seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We were in the same congregation. Yeah. And I remember having a crush on him when I was seven. Yeah. And then... And then he moved away because his parents got divorced. And wh- then he came which back... Which is not looked upon lightly. Yeah, I guess his, like... I think his dad cheated on his mom. Who was an elder. Got... Who? His dad? Oh, no. I'm thinking of... Okay, I'm, I'm jumping ahead to someone else. Okay, no, I don't... No, 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 no he wasn't no. an elder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of... 
I won't spoil it. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and then he came back when I was 16, right uh, before I turned 16. Yeah. And he was 19, and then we started going out when I was 17. Mm-hmm. But he was also the first guy, I feel like, who ever showed an interest in me. What about our What about our friend from the East Coast? Jehovah's Witness friend oh. that showed an interest to in me since he, I wasn't allowed to he, he loved you. date. <laughs> Please don't bring it up. He, we weren't. I wasn't allowed to date anyone that was a non-Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, or I it, wasn't supposed to. So let me ask you this: So when you guys started kind of dating, was it okay? Like, did you let people know of like that's my boyfriend, or did you have to do it in secret of like we like each other? No, it was okay that we dated, even though I was that young, mm-hmm. as long as we had a chaperone. Yeah. Because we weren't allowed to be go anywhere by ourselves yeah, because yeah. of feelings that may come up and those feelings that we may yeah. act on. Um, But no, like with witnesses, though, they always thought if you dated, there better be marriage in mind because you yeah. don't date just for fun. And so you two ended up getting married. Yes. So you married your first boyfriend. Yes. And when did you guys get married? So I was 19 um, and he was, so I got, I got engaged like a month after I graduated high school uh-huh. and then a year later we got married. So I was 19 and he was 22, okay. which I think about it now looking at all these 19 year olds. I'm like, if you got married when you're 19, like, what are you thinking? I know they, they're babies. Yes. Um, so, but then I also feel like I had to grow up so fast being in that religion too. Yeah. So let me ask you a question then. Um, as far as like the dating pool went, was there a big, like, was there a big scene? Like, like, oh, there's all sorts of options. There kind of was, there was a bunch of options, but I mean, I don't know if maybe cause I was quiet. I wasn't outgoing. Yeah. Like my my friends were always the ones going that, on dates that were more popular yeah. with the guys. Yeah. I wasn't very popular. Yeah. Which is why, like, when this guy showed an interest to in me, yeah, like, I felt like I had to hold on because I didn't feel like anybody else would show an interest show an interest to in me ever again. Because when I went. I don't even remember if you were, I don't know why I would have gone by myself, but I don't remember you being there. I think you might've been like, they might like, they might've made you wait outside or something. I know there's a few times I waited in the car for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, it must've been like after the meeting. Cause I went once and I remember being like cornered by all the girls like, oh, really? like, yeah, I went in and they're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, they all came on in and introduced themselves to me because it was like there was me and some like weird kid. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there was no other. But there was like a bunch of girls who were like kind of my age and a little bit younger. And I and it was just like and I remember when we went to your sister's wedding, one of your friends, your Jehovah Witness friends was saying how all the guys were just gone. Oh, is that Erica? Yeah. Yeah. How, you know, the reason that your sister was marrying who she was marrying was because there was no other options anymore. Mm. It's like he was the well, only... yeah, there's probably more, like, females around than males. Yeah, so I, like, I saw that and was like, oh, this, like, it makes sense, like, they're not being a huge dating pool. Because, I mean, first of all, like, the the Kingdom Hall that we went to it was is pretty small to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you despite what the witnesses may say, it's a fairly small religion. Like, it's not Catholic. Big, yeah. You know, where even, like, Catholic Matt, yeah. like, the, their their churches are big. I want to say there's only 7 million witnesses in the world. Yeah. Which isn't, like, a that lot. That isn't a lot. No. And I, from what I hear, they're losing a lot every year because people are... Well, hold on. We'll get into okay. that. Um, trying to stay chronologically. So... So, yeah, so I always wondered about that with, like, dating, if, if it was just, like, ah, there's not much of an option, I guess we'll get together, you know, or if it was, there was plenty of people. No, there was, like, plenty of guys that I had crushes on. Yeah. But none of yeah. them cared about me. So, they, so you get married, 
at 19 and you're still a witness. Yes. Your husband's still a witness. Yes. All right. Then what's like, go from there. So, um, when I was 23, I had been auxiliary pioneering, which is what I was talking about. Like people who do certain amount of hours Mm -hmm. out in field service. I think when I was doing it, auxiliary pioneer was like 30 hours or something a month. Well, I was thinking about becoming a regular pioneer and I even grabbed a form that said like if you wanted to be a regular pioneer or not and I had it on my refrigerator so I could look at it every day and I was thinking about doing it and I came to the realization one day that the only reason I wanted to become a, p- a regular pioneer was because when you become one, they make an announcement mm. um, in front of the whole congregation. Like, so-and-so is now a regular pioneer, and they all clap and yeah. everything. And I I think the only reason I wanted to do that is because I wanted to be recognized. Yeah, of course. I didn't really care about spreading the good news of Jehovah. Yeah. So, like, when I, when I realized that... I stopped going to, I stopped going out in service. When you realized that that's the only reason you wanted it? Yes. Okay. And then I just happened to, that also happened to be around the time I went to go, or I, um, I saw Pirates of the Caribbean Mm -hmm. in the movie theaters. And I thought Johnny Depp was such a great actor Mm -hmm. that I was like, I'm going to watch all his movies. So I went to Tower Records in La Jolla Mm -hmm. and bought a majority of his movies. And one of them was Shock a Lot. And that one hit home with me yeah. because uh, in the story, Vian is different than everybody in the town. Yeah. And everybody in the town is religious. She's not. Yeah. And it made me realize it's okay to be different. Like, I, I've never, I never wanted to be a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. And so I stopped going out in service. Yeah. And then I became inactive since I didn't turn in my field service report. Yeah. And the witness, the brothers came and talked to me just to see how I was doing. I forget like what I said, but then I eventually stopped going to meetings too. Cause I realized this is what, this was not what I wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. I never wanted to do it. I just went along with it. Yeah. And then, so did you ever believe in God? I don't believe so. I don't think I did. Yeah. Like I just remember like praying and it's like, I felt like I was, I wasn't praying to anybody. Like, what's the use of praying? It didn't seem to do anything. Yeah. But I had grown up with praying that like we had to pray before dinner, before we go to bed at the meetings. It was just like something, it was just a routine I got used to, but yeah. it was never really like, I never really felt like I was praying to God or I was close to God. Yeah. You never felt like there was anything. Yeah. Like a presence. Yeah. So, um, so after that, uh, we'll kind of skip forward a little bit. So you stop going Mm -hmm. and then eventually you get kicked out. What do they call it? Uh, well, I, I disassociated myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so you disassociated. You got out of the church. You got a divorce from your husband. And then, so, and then, so after that, like, uh, shortly after we met. So what would you consider your religious state now? Like, or your... Um, for sure, I consider myself atheist. Yeah. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. So I guess that's part of the witnesses thing that still kind of stuck in me. Like, I don't believe in a hell. Yeah. Um, but I also consider if I was to like follow any sort of organization, I feel like I would follow, um, Satanist. Yeah. The way of thinking. Like, I'm a member of the Satanic Temple. Yeah. Um, so, you were saying earlier about, like, um, people leaving. The yes. members dwindling. Mm-hmm. So, you, 
keep going with that. Like, oh yeah, so I mean, that's like something they don't really mention. Like, yeah, they make it. Se- yeah, they make it. They make it seem like, oh yeah, we're getting so many more, so many more pap- people are getting baptized. But then also every year, more and more people. Why are, are they leaving? Why? Yeah. Um, I believe they probably just realize it's a bunch of crap. But they're going through a bunch of controversies too, right? Like, oh yes. So there's a controversy of child abuse. Yeah. Which, which doesn't seem to be very specific to them, though. No, like, but yeah, but yes, but, they're they're also. But to also... think that, like, when I was a witness, like to think that there was a child abuser in the congregation, yeah. it's like no, that would never happen because everybody here is perfect, and Jehovah wouldn't allow that. Yeah. And then just to think that my dad's an elder, and he may know about all these cases like of child may, abuse, and then swept it under the rug. Yes, yeah, just makes me really upset yeah which is one reason why we were letting our son go to the, the kingdom hall yeah the meetings but not no but more. then once like i one of the reasons like he doesn't go anymore is because of what was happening i'm yeah. like what if something happens to him yeah i don't want anything happening to him yeah well it's a it's a dangerous organization most most uh, religions who enforce like weird uh, rules well they all have rules but like any religion that kind of like celebrates ignorance and being like no don't go to school don't don't do learning like don't venture outside of here don't you can't have friends who aren't you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh I don't, I don't see it as being pure, like keeping it pure and, you know, keeping you safe. It's keeping you isolated from any other information to being out there, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're afraid that one of your friends will be like, oh, well, I'm an atheist and I'm fine, you know, and then you're like, oh, well, if you're an atheist and no one struck you dead yet, like Mm -hmm. maybe I should try or, you know what I mean? Like it's. It's a like I I don't agree with it like, you know say what you want about Christianity well at least certain sects since there's so many, um, like, you don't get shunned when you decide to leave, right? For yeah. the most part, you know, there's, it, it's well at least no one's telling you to. Plenty of families will shun their kids when they are gay or leave the religion but that like that's an isolated thing the church isn't being like you better not talk to them mm. if they leave this religion or you know they're only good if they're baptized and bleh. but anyway thank you for sharing oh, you're welcome. all right Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of That Meddlesome Jerk.